You're listening to World Famous White Roof Radio with cast number 557 for Monday, July 6, 2015. Tonight brought to you by SexyBoots.com, MotoringStripes.com, and OutMotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and style, it's OutMotoring.com. You're listening to the World Famous White Roof Radio. You're listening to World Famous White Roof Radio with cast number 557 for Monday, July the 6th, 2015. Tonight brought to you by CravenSpeed.com, MotoringStripes.com, and OutMotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and style. That's OutMotoring.com. Well, let's do a show, everybody. Here we go. Ready one, ready two. Hey, everybody. It's Stevie in Arizona bringing you a brand new episode of the world famous White Roof Radio. Talking about Mini Coopers for you on a Monday night, you know, because that's what we like to do. Uh, this week, joined, as always, my good friend Todd Pearson from Kansas. Todd, say hi. Todd, the deer hunter Pearson. The deer hunter Pearson. We're going to be more about that in a minute. Uh, of course, the good Reverend head mechanic, uh, Mr. Chad Miller from Detroit Tune, DetroitTune.com. Chad. Hello, everybody. And Alex is here. Hey guys! <laughs> every, time you like, every time you go, hi guys. It sounds. I'm always thinking you're like a twelve-year-old Peter Brady. <laughs> I just can't help it. Yeah, Todd is the deer hunter now. I am. I am the uh, <clears throat> for the benefit of our listeners out there. I told the guys a story pre-show. Please, people, tell me you understood the reference. No, no deer were harmed in the making of this episode. Not yet, anyway. Not yet. Yeah. But I am armed and ready. Oh, uh, yeah, a deer attacked my dog this past week. A, a fem- this is like a real story. This yeah, no, this a- is a real story. A deer really attacked my dog. She's fine, by the way. Um, she's fine. She fended for herself okay, and then we got them separated. But it was a mama deer with a with a baby deer nearby, and it leaped our four-and-a-half-foot fence into the backyard and attacked my dog, rolled her over and started kicking. So uh, anyway, my uh, week has been spent um, trying to figure out how to defend your, you know, how to keep deer out of your yard, and it's so hilarious. Some of the stuff on the internet, and uh, right now I'm working with a, uh, a slingshot, a slingshot and a bucket of golf balls. <laughs> I was gonna say, just pee around the perimeter, you'd be fine. <laughs> What's really funny is when you go to Bass Pro Shop because we got a Bass Pro right up the street. Yeah, so of course. You, the same one like they had at Silverton, right? <laughs> so Doesn't go, everybody have a Bass Pro Shop right up the street? I we mean, go to on. Bass Pro, and I predicted this would happen before we went there. Is you go in and you ask, you're like, do you have anything like in the way of deer repellent? You know, some way to keep. And they're like, <laughs> deer repellent? <laughs> like, <laughs> like most use people, a gun? Yeah, exactly. And that's what the ladies, this old lady, this grizzled old lady, you know, smokers cough. She's like, just get a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Oh my gosh! It was the funniest thing because but it was. Did like, she, in classic Home Depot mode, walk you over to the gun counter and introduce you to the gunsmith on on duty? Uh, no, it was way uh, across the. See, line. then they're missing out. They are yeah. missing out on a potential sale right there at Bass Pro Shops. You yeah. hear me? Yeah. You're missing out. You should have walked him over. Here's our gunsmith. He'll help you out. <laughs> they're missing. <laughs> I did consider. I did consider firearms though. That is the next step. If. Uh, Next step. This keeps coming back because the deer's been back three CO2 times. Powered, CO2-powered firearms, Yes, correct? yes, that is correct. Something that is, you know, not like – I don't need a permit or anything. Dude, a Red Rider, Daisy Red Rider BB gun. See, right. that, I had that. I had one of those as a kid, but uh, I want one of those. That, you know, they've got all kinds of air rifles now. They look like M16s, and you put CO2 in them, and, you yeah, know. And they still fire the little baby pellets, those little lead pellets. Uh-huh, yep, yep, so – yeah, that'll do the trick. I haven't gone that route yet, but that's the next step. If I, if I, while uh, while it's not quite on the 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 vein of uh, you know saving dogs' lives and stuff, I I saved my hostas from the deer being eaten at the shop. Oh, there you go. And I just have to pee on them. 
Really? I'm, that works. I'm totally fine with it. So maybe just start peeing around your yard, like along the fence line. <laughs> and they'll, they'll smell that. They'll totally not go in there. Well, you know? that's what just, you'd think. Just, I, re- I recommend the, the night, the fall of night cover, you know, but. Uh, yeah. I- <laughs> Go on a bender. Listen, listen. China, we're gonna take care of you. Just go yep. on a bender. Get all, and then somebody dare me go outside and piss around my building. And somebody will say, "Okay, go." And then boom, done and done. Yeah, you just pee along the fence line. Right. Good to go. So, if any of our listeners have any good advice, uh, you know, I know it's the fourth. I know it's near the Fourth of July too. So I actually considered running up to the uh, other, the next county where fireworks are legal, mm. buying some firecrackers, which I may do that just for fun anyway. It's a good excuse to get some firecrackers. So. Or, you know, bottle rockets. Get those black cats. Yeah, exactly. I need some Throw a whole cats. brick at them. Yeah, just let those things go off, man. Scare the f*** out of it. <laughs> <laughs> then you got to clean up the poop. Yeah. <laughs> no, All you- right, we talked about pee and poop. That's a good show. <laughs> this show is complete. <laughs> yeah. Brought to you by Depends. No, at least that's better than, you know, the other. The alternative. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, the website that we found out earlier we thought would be funny, but then, well, mm, that's, no. Although, I think we should congratulate our entire gay audience this year for uh, being able to marry now. Like, 100% legal in the uh, federal system. That's right. That's Way to go, White Roof Radio gay audience. <laughs> I like we, it. We Congratulations. Actually, I, I know of a, a handful of married couples that, that we do. have and, and have been for a, quite some time now. Yeah, as a reverend now, I am kind of excited to do my first gay marriage. So That's I'm hoping awesome. that uh, the dragon next Zeke year. finds his uh, his soulmate here real quick yes. and uh, you know makes it happen. Yep. I like it. I like it. Talk about a YouTube moment. I want that on YouTube right Yeah, now. there you go. <laughs> That'd be cool. Uh, anyway. We're going to actually talk about mini stuff here eventually, I would imagine. I'm just letting the guys just get it out of their system. <laughs> like that, it's out of their system. Perfect. Nothing else exciting? Nothing else? Alex didn't have anything exciting, and I, I, didn't, I don't want to talk about weather. So, you know, I'm in Arizona. It's hot. So instead, you know what we're going to do? Let's talk about minis. We've got news from motoringfile.com. Uh, we've got some other things that we've discovered uh, across the internet this week we're going to talk about as well. Before we do any of that, of course, let's start off by paying some bills. I'd like to tell you about our friends over at OutMotoring.com. OutMotoring.com, the Mini, Poo- Mini Cooper Parts Superstore. This place It's like Amazon.com, but for Mini Cooper stuff, right? Uh, and if you've already been to OutMotoring.com and you've already subscribed to the email newsletter, you already know what I'm about ready to tell you about. That's the Stage 3 Ignition Upgrade Kit. Uh, the MSD ignition. It's a super nice piece. And if you've got a, a boosted mini, you know, you've got a Mini Cooper S, a lot of mods, an upgraded ignition is going to help burn the fuel a little bit better, get you better performance. Awesome stuff. You got to get one of those. Also, while you're there, cool colored inlet hoses for the first gen S. You got an R53 and you want to jazz up the engine compartment. You got to get the colored hoses. They look nice and they perform better because it's better stuff. Uh, some speed shine. You got to have speed shine to keep your car clean and it does it really quick. And uh, Union Jack covers for all the things. All of that and more. Plus, don't forget the Pilates shoes. I've got like three pairs of those already in my wish list at, at uh, OutMotoring.com personally. That's just me. Um, don't forget those. All available over at OutMotoring. OutMotoring.com. Remember, when you're there, if you haven't already, sign up for the email newsletter so you can find out all the cool specials that are happening. And not only that, but it gives you a 5% discount coupon that's your very own. Just come right there in your inbox. You go, oh, I'm going to go do some shopping OutMotoring. Oh, look, I have a 5% coupon. Perfect. Done and done. Outmotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and premium LGS spark plugs. That's uh, outmotoring.com. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm looking at the video, the video that Mini posted about <clears throat> the dogs. They looked like 19 dogs and strapped a, a GoPro camera to them and let them wander all over a Mini. 
didn't see. Have it. you guys seen this? No. Oh but, my gosh! It was a. It was a. The link in the chat. Words that are on Facebook. It was a mini video. Um, Look at that! Welcome to the canine showroom, and they have a bunch of baby dogs inside of a car. OMG! Where's the video? There's another. There's a video that they did where they took like 19 dogs, and uh, let them want. Yeah, it's just like you can change cameras. Nice. <laughs> see the dogs, and then you see they strap GoPros to the dogs. <laughs> I'm looking. If there's the backseat's covered with dogs. <laughs> That's um. I'm gonna have to play with this. Okay, let's make sure we link this one up in the show notes. So much for grown up mini. <laughs> yeah. Hang on. Let's add this one to the show notes here. So if you want to see what kind of silliness we're talking about, click on over uh, caninesshowroom.miniusa.com. And now I've got the sound of dogs. Just, I think one of them peed. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Anyway, uh, my show news music, if you please. Boom. We have news from motoringfile.com, and uh, we scroll down the page there, and the first thing we're going we're gonna to talk about, last week we talked about the Clubman all day, all night. That was, that was pretty awesome. Uh, this week we actually have a sneak peek at the Clubman JCW package. I like it. I like it, too. I, I like it. it. And, DB, you're the only one who doesn't think the Clubman looks like a station wagon. Even the entire European automotive press is calling it the uh, uh, mini estate. Nope, it is not. It doesn't look like a station wagon. And I even did a Google search. <laughs> I, I even did a Google search, and it came up as Mini Clubman Wagon. And then it gave all the specifications on it. It's like the first hit on Google, and that's what Google calls it. It's not. It's not a wagon. It's a, it's it's a Clubman. I'm looking at it right now. A wagon it's can a sport can wagon. Hold, uh, a wa- yeah, even a sport wagon can hold a bicycle. I bet you you couldn't get a bicycle on the back of a Clubman. Uh, you haven't seen it yet. It's it's pretty pretty effing big. <laughs> so body kit's got different wheels of course as you'd expect uh, chili red paint white roof i don't know i'm in Um, but and those lines are very clean i mean those lines again you know uh, with those uh air kit are are very very clean but i'm not sure about the wheels though are they different from the from the one we got on the f56 or are they uh kind of the same they almost look like they're in motion a little bit in that that rendering yeah. yeah. Uh, so I I uh, I wish I could answer that, but they look like the very similar ones that were. Right now, for all of you haters out there that are calling the station wagon, look at this car in chili red and a white top. Okay, got it. Imagine that really awesome interior. Right, got it. Okay, now your right foot's in control of three hundred horsepower. Um, yeah, but that it's not gonna happen. That ain't gonna happen. Come on. Nope. No. We have confirmed. Nope, not that happening. That is not gonna happen. You're awesome. So we haven't talked about it on the on the monitoring file, but we we get kind of confirmation from very very viable sources that uh, the JCW, the Clubman JCW, will not be sporting 300 uh, horsepower, but have the same, most likely the same output as the current JCW. Which, if you ask us, is kind of you know uh, sad because uh, the car is first of all is heavy, and uh, and second of all, I think you know you can. They could have justified the the premium because this car is already like in a in a different class. I mean, no, because it's a it's a premium car as compared to the maybe the R Type in, in terms of approach, right? I think they could have justified that that you know price increase for 300 horsepower and the all-wheel drive system like easily. But unfortunately, you know, economies of scale, getting the same engine as the F56 JCW. I agree with you. Fair enough. Um, how about Prototype 2017 Countryman on the ring? 
<clears throat> that was pretty fun if you've if you've seen the video. I watched the videos of this. And uh, one of the most interesting parts of the video is when the countryman passes the new clubman. Mm. Um, they are side by side on there. And the clubman does not look that big in comparison to the new countryman. And uh, yeah. it's hard to tell with the cladding and uh, and the swirly graphics, but I'm I'm going to be interested to see what this car actually looks like when they unveil it. And speaking of the cladding, did anybody see the video that was floating around this past week? It was a BMW sponsored video, and it was basically them taking a gosh, I want to say it was a three it's five GT. It's a five series GT, the Gran Turismo, mm-hmm. and how they put the cladding on it, and then they put the swirly graphics over it. They basically laser, you know, they have the dimensions of this car, and then they build these giant plastic panels that basically change the shape of the car completely. So, like, the the fenders will be squared off in a different way, and there's different curves and different angles everywhere. And off the back. And they just screw it to the metal of the car. They just screw it down, and then they cover it in the swirly graphics. And um, that's how they kind of even further than the swirly graphics camouflage this car is that that's all just bolted on stuff and that look that is nothing what the car is going to look like right yeah i mean that's uh, i figured everybody knew that anyway yeah. you can tell in fact looking at this that that's definitely some kind of appliance that's been added to the car the front end you can just tell oh yeah and the grill looks ridiculous and yeah the grill, grill looks like stuff like a i don't know ford ranger or something <laughs> yeah it's so funny because when when you read again i know i shouldn't be reading the comments on monitoring file but when you read some of those <laughs> comments like people are making judgment on a car that is you know, oversaturated with camouflage and swirly graphics. Like, oh, this car doesn't look awful. They're ruining the brand, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, how can you make any kind of, you know, decision or appreciation of this car with all this camouflage? It's just so, impossible. And that's what's, ama- no sense. that's what's amazing is if you actually watch this video of the countryman on the ring, you you aren't paying... You sh- Whoa. You shouldn't be... <laughs> You shouldn't be paying attention to the look of the car. You should be paying attention to how well that thing hugs the ring and it does, the, yeah. the, the tire screeching. It was, uh, it looked amazing. Of course, it's a professional driver behind there. You know, knows how to handle it. But uh, you know what? That looks pretty good going through that corner. It looked really amazing. Yeah, and, and, and it's funny. What I wanted to say also is that uh, if you know, we had the chance to see the Clubman as a concept, and so we had a, a very, very good idea of what the car would look like. Because very often, I mean, I, I can't remember the last time, except for the model that never came out. I can't remember the last time the Mini showed a concept that wasn't like close to the uh, to the actual car in the end, right? And, um, and the best, so the best, best I'm one like, the if people have seen this, uh, the if people had seen the uh, the uh, the clubman, you know, on in the same setting, they would have said, "Oh, this car look awful. It's it's oh, it's like they're running the brand." And now it's released, everybody loves it, and it's, right. it's 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 so it's you know, how can you make any kind of judgment on the car with so much camouflage? But you're right, uh, like the I'm looking at the video again. The the car is pretty solid on the road. Like looks pretty. Uh, well set on the road. It yeah. really does for as large a car as it is and, and high off the ground. I was amazed at how flat it handled. And there's some screeching and you see a little bit of body roll. But There's a little bit of body. You know, I don't understand. What's the purpose of testing on the Nürburgring just because it's a big twisty road and everybody can kind of say, oh, it's, that sounds amazing because it did a 30-second lap on the Nürburgring or something. Well, it pushes it to its limits beyond what you would normally do. And <clears throat> I guess if you think about it in the situation of – Let's say you're on the highway and have to do a high-speed maneuver to avoid a crash in front of you. Um, just knowing that your car can handle like that, 
That's true. Is peace of mind and and know you know and the confidence and and DB, you've been on the track before. You know how much more confident you are uh, on on the roads every day because you know how to handle your car at high speeds. Yeah. In addition to you know just around traffic, so. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Anyway, so that looks really cool. That's a. Uh... Countryman coming up here pretty soon. Well, of course, motoring file will have it as it becomes available. It should be available in 2017. So we'll probably see the convertible first. Yes. Yes, probably. we will. Yes. Yeah. 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 Which will be, that'll be nice to see when we start seeing the pictures of that. Well, that's the thing, though. Like, I'm wondering if we're going to get it, like, by... I, I think we'll get it sooner than fall of 2017. Because, just because the X1 but, is already out. Well, and because the Clubman... And, and let's leapfrog over to the story about sales... Uh, my idea is that the Countryman should be uh, uh, boosted forward a little bit because once the Clubman hits, this thing, the sales are going to tank because the Clubman's going to be more premium, uh, have more features, going to have four doors, um, right. you know, all of that, which then leapfrogging over to the story about mini sales up for June, uh, which is, you know, we've, we've heard this before, but the numbers really start to tell this. And the number I'm talking about is when you look at the hardtop sales numbers and the four-door hardtop sales numbers yeah. as compared to the Countryman. Because um, the hardtop sales are down to last year, but if you bring in the four-door, it's almost double correct. the numbers of last year. And the four-door is outselling the hardtop by 30, like 32%. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah, it's like 32% higher, which blows my mind, but... It doesn't. You know, I think we all predicted that. And then now, to muddy the waters even more, at the end of the year, we're going to have the Clubman, even another four-door. So you're going to have three four-door minis to choose from. Right. So right. I mean, it's still, the Countryman's still outselling all the others. Yeah, at, at you know, 2000 in the month, and, you know, I, the Paceman is, is dying on the vine. 248 people bought the Paceman. I, I want to meet these people. Well, they're giving them away at the dealer, you know. Right, you buy pancakes at IHOP or something. There's free keys in the restrooms. If you just, all you need to do is use the restroom. <laughs> Hanging on the wall in your way. Those are motoring advisors getting them for their wives or girlfriends or something. They're yeah, probably their really wives good. and their girlfriends. Fifty-one coupes and 123 roadsters. People. We can't judge like that. People, more coupes and roadsters quickly. Wait, can you even buy those cars anymore? No, they're they're no, they're can't. out of production. They're nope. done. Dylan. All right. And you look seven lucky bastards that got the last gen clubman. Nice job. I don't know if you guys uh, had a chance to look at someone like very, that, that's very nice of him, like post the, uh, the entire sales trend for since 2002. And so that's pretty, that's pretty funny to look at that. Uh, like you see clearly like the seasonality in sales, uh, you know, during, uh, during the months of, uh, you know, going up between the January and spring and then going down and up and down. Yeah, it's always very similar to seasonality. It's very interesting. It's very interesting. Yeah. Fish posted that. Nicely done, sir, if you assembled that. Good job. Um, yeah, so we got that. Sales are up 14% for the year to date. Now, and now, just to predict July, because we all remember what happened in July last year. There was a sales halt. Yes, there were yes. no cars. So sales, I predict sales for July will be up. <laughs> Most up definitely. Compared to what, though? Compared to last year, sure. Although, but compared to 2013, what do you think? No, they'll be down compared to 2013. Well, and it, it won't maybe necessarily be July as much as August because they still had 14, 2014s on the lot for July and half of August before they started to lose them. And then September, things started like really drying up and being rough last year. 
Right. So yeah. I think the summer months are going to be. Like, oh yeah, I mean this summer, uh, I think Minio State is going to look like a rock star because sales are going to be up every month year to last year. Right, because they weren't. Yeah, there was a complete. They, they weren't selling their cars, and everybody forgets that. You know, it's yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, a lot of troubles with the cars last year, and there weren't really that many to sell. There was ninety so, days nope. of a sales stop on two thousand fifteen minis. Right. Yeah, because someone said in the comment like U.S. mini sales increased three hundred and thirty-two percent compared to the first six months of 2014 but just you can't just compare because the situation was totally <laughs> different back then well the 14s but, uh, came out at the end of march so we yeah. had march april may and june, like half of march not even half of march probably april may and june so let's just say 90 days only three of the first six months right had, had the new car in it yeah and then we had the the epa thing and then the next three months didn't have the new car in it. So, right. it, it, like we said before, you're not going to be able to completely judge sales until we get through October this year and have, like, a full year cycle of, you know, the car being on sale. Right. And yeah, even, that's yeah. sure. even that's going to be, I mean, come on. Sure, I mean, it just, it's going to be a lie. The number's going to be a lie because it's going to say, oh, look how much better Mini USA did or Mini's done this year compared to previous year. And it's just like, well, yeah. Because they had cars to sell. Yeah, well, yeah. and it's going to take one it. month. We'll have like a ship, a ship that sinks, or you know, a snowstorm that you know makes it so nobody can get a car. You know. <laughs> well, so, and the we, fact that Clubman isn't going to be there. Like we're waiting on the Clubman and the convertible. So we've got not only we we've got Clubman uh, and the convertible hasn't stopped production yet. You can still get a new convertible and order it. I don't know when that production stops. But yeah, I would imagine soon. But right now, there's no Clubman being produced. There's no Coupe being produced and no Roadster being produced. Not that they were selling a lot of those, but it does affect the overall numbers. It does, yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, even percent, even small percentage-wise that no Clubman, no Coupe, no Roadster. Um, the Paceman, I don't know what, they're just, they got to continue to give those away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does, so you're right. Like it does affect the number, like in two ways, because people are not buying those cars, and also some people just, you know, are interested in the car in the in one of those cars, and eventually decide to buy in something else, right? And so since those those you know cars are not in the showroom anymore, like you, it's kind of kind of almost like a double tap. And what's interesting also is uh, you can already see we knew it would be a stretch, you know, entering 2015 because half of the range has yet to be renewed, but you can already see half of the year in. That there is no way they're going to be 2013 at this point. Like, you know, the Clubman coming out at the end of the year is not going to do anything because it's going to barely be in showroom. Right. And, uh, and it's just like we're already like 2,000 units below 2012, 2012, and 2013. It's just, you know, going to make that up like this summer. I don't think so. I'm, I'm amazed that as many countrymen are still selling as they are. But, oh, yeah. you know, and, and here in Arizona, you can't, I mean, you can't walk down the street without seeing five of them. They are everywhere out here now. Yeah, I was joking with uh, with somebody at my dealer. Um, I said, well, you know, if the Clubman hits the dealer in December, I said, nobody's going to be buying Countryman. And he goes, oh, yeah, they're going to be buying Countryman because they're going to be four grand off. <laughs> 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 he was joking. They're not really going to be four grand off. Well, they might be. I don't know. That's a pretty You never know. It's, it's still a few months away. Um, let's move on. And uh, – for those of you who can want to continue to hate, I just want to direct you once again to another award the F56 has won by another <laughs> another magazine that thinks uh, that car is pretty keen. Two so, years in a row. Not only this year, but they voted a car of the year for 2014 also. That's a, a Auto Express magazine. And that's a premium small car segment, if you will. 
But I mean, the F-56 getting a ton of love everywhere you go. You, every time you turn around, you see it gets a video and somebody's like putting it against a bunch of other cars. And they say, you know what? We'd buy the other car, but we still like the Mini better. You know, but I don't. we like the Mini <laughs> best. Or, you know, and a lot of people really are liking the F-56. What's the competition? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't understand what. Uh, so you're getting the award for I know I'm not criticizing because I, I think it's awesome that the car is getting so many awards but so what other premium I haven't read the entire review uh, release it's but the, what are the other they're not listed in the small brand because beside the Audi uh, A1 like in Europe I, like, I don't see any other brand that would compete with Mini well, on, a, on that specific segment. Now, the Volvo was it the Volvo 230? Now they don't make it anymore they stopped making that a year ago see so it's not that yeah, one they stopped making that one um mercedes has a new small one oh out. yes the 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 a class right or something remember like we this. saw that in vegas and and i said that's an interesting car and alex was like that's one way to put it that's one word for it <laughs> but so mercedes the cla is, the cla yeah the cla the cla and they also have the a class that we don't have in the u.s right right, right. so as far as europe goes but as far as the U.S. goes, in a premium small car, man, what? Uh, what do you get in the United States that's premium that's small besides a Mini, the okay. a, a small Audi? I don't know what. Okay, well, let me let that segue into this thought that I was having last week about when I first bought my car. On you know, DB, you were the same way when we first bought our cars in two thousand two, two thousand three. Mm-hmm. Um, you were late two thousand two. I was you know early two thousand three. The the options that were on this car that were unheard of at the time. For example, CD players as standard. Yes, I remember this. That sounds absurd now. Automatic, automatic door locks. Automatic door locks, automatic win- you know, electric windows. Air conditioning. Air, air conditioning was standard option. Now, that sounds absurd, but in 2002, you could still buy a Honda without air conditioning or you know, a lot of other cars. Oh, power windows. Power windows. Um, and <clears throat> the other thing that I remember, in late 2003, Mini and BMW... Uh, and I verified this, were the first two-car companies to offer iPod integration into the car. Right. They had the very first hookup, and I got one, um, and it was the, uh, you know, the, the whole... The Oxford adapter. I had one in my car. Well, not, not, not the Oxford adapter. The iPod, you know, full-on adapter to where that, you could... That, yeah, the iPod adapter with the controls and the steering wheel. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes. You could change track to track from the steering yeah. wheel, and that was about it. Like, you had to do six playlists, and they had to be called Mini 1, Mini 2, Mini 3. Like, it was pretty, pretty archaic yes. um, in today's terms, but... At the time, they were the only car companies offering it, and it was cutting edge, okay? And I thought at the time, man, this car is really premium. They've got stuff that nobody, like the dipping windows, that no other car besides a BMW and Mercedes, you know, I'd never seen that on a car before in 2003. And now you fast forward to 2014, 15, you're like, man. Every other car has every other car has rear camera, which Mini doesn't even off, didn't offer that until 2014 as an option. So you right. can get backup cameras in other cars. You can get you know the full-on navigation systems. You can get all of these premium items in in just about any other car today. And right. what is setting Mini apart? Um, so. I I think now it's time to re-innovate and kind of set themselves apart again because they're not trendy anymore. There's no way to be trendy. They're not offering anything no one else is offering, right? Right. So how are they going to kind of reinvent themselves with that? And they're trying to do it with the Clubman. 
offering pa- power seats on a small premium car. I seriously can't tell you another. I don't remember whether the GTI had power seats that I was in or not. I I want to say no. I'm, I don't know. That would have, we'd have to research that out. But so I um, I went on the uh, website of Auto Express, and so we were almost right. So we the other car that I got to mention were the A1 okay. and the DS3, the uh, Citroen DS3. So I don't know if you car if you guys know what this car looks like, but it's actually a pretty nice car. Like I yeah. I have to applaud Citroen for their effort with the DS line because it's a it's a very interesting line. I, w- I wouldn't buy it, but it's uh, still a very tr- interesting line. Yeah. Oh, it's French. I can't. They don't. Well, the Citroen. Oh, that's actually not a bad looking car. I'm going to retract what the thought I had in my brain. That's actually not a bad looking car. I wouldn't drive one, but it's not a bad looking car. But it could be the best looking car in the world and just be a pile of crap. Yeah. And do you still want one? It's a French. I, yeah, that's basically. I think you have a French car. It was a Peugeot, and it was. Right. Which one it was, and it had crank windows in the back. Chad just described the FRS to me because I think that's a really good looking car, but it's kind of crappy. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not, I haven't been impressed with that car yet myself either. But I mean, you could have a Ferrari four five eight. It is gorgeous body lines, everything about it is. But if it's a Fiero underneath, it's a Fiero. I mean, like <laughs> you, you, you're like you're driving. And you're like, okay, it's just not. There's nothing here. The four five eight Italia. What are you talking about? That's a fantastic car. Oh, that that is that is a fabulous car. But the if Fiero, you got, is, so no, Fiero. Fiero with the Ferrari body kit on. It's yeah. like oh, ah. look like a Ferrari, but still I mean, <laughs> a Fiero underneath. It's yeah. still a Fiero. Crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you know, as 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 nice as you know some of the cars are nowadays. You know, if they've got a horrible power plant or they if they get a a particular problem that like every single one of these cars at you know say eighty thousand miles the timing chain breaks. I mean that basically is a death sentence to a car nowadays. Yeah. Nobody wants that car after its lifespan and it's just gone. It's reminiscent of uh, I was watching a Top Gear from a while back of uh, Jeremy Clarkson was driving the uh, Shelby the GT500 Mustang and he loved the the power of the car and he goes this by all rights is a supercar but he said it was hysterically poor quality on the inside the plastic was awful the every you know he's like this oh, yeah. is, this is why this car's so cheap for what it is is because it's just garbage but it's still fun to drive and it's still powerful. So, man, car companies need to find that. And I think when they do, the cars just become more expensive, like an M3. Yeah. Yeah. Which has been kind of interesting. You know, the, the whole mini motto, obviously, since up until, you know, you know, the early 2000s, where the car was exactly the same from. Nineteen fifty nine to nineteen fifty nine to two thousand two, yeah. pretty much. And they made a few updates. They're like, okay, we're actually going to update the seatbelts to be a better seatbelt, or we're gonna we're gonna put air know, conditioning in. <laughs> put yeah, we're gonna do some little modern day things, and 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 that needs to be done. But why change the body from the two thousand two that you know we all knew and loved so drastically? Now here, ten years later. Why is it on the third incarnation and you know, nine different models and so many things? Mostly safety regulations. Mostly. Well, so, some of that was. But why not be forward thinking enough to be like, you know, this is what we're building or what, you know, yeah, that's the type of thing that I think many needs to kind of come back to with some of their stuff in, in the in regards to, you know, they were the only car with an iPod integration. 
right. they were the only car that you could get this or you know they would allow you to spec everything out a la carte versus you know you only have package uh, choice of package one two and three right that's all you get now i think or, bmw is kind of doing that by coming clean and saying oh hey by the way we've been doing hydrogen fuel cell testing mm-hmm. uh right. well that's that's them trying Cutting to edge. find an alternative fuel source and you know because at some point we will run out of dinosaurs to burn and we will run out of things and there is going <laughs> to be that you know that law that says you know we can't breathe anymore so you want to own that car now it's going to cost you a hundred thousand dollars years to own that car so whatever it is you know so you know they do need to come up with different you know propulsion systems diesel baby the, it's all about french fried grease come on yeah, yeah i mean there is there's <laughs> that there's i mean obviously no. we've seen uh hovercrafts and you know all types of stuff with top here on the internet today yeah. is we need to start uh, uh, uh drilling for oil on the moons of saturn <laughs> yeah well good luck with that yeah by the time it gets here it'll be stale <laughs> I don't think oil. I don't think it goes bad. We'll just burn, I, I, we'll just I don't know. It's more build a joke. giant pipeline. The, the secret hydrogen program revealed. It's not so secret anymore. Uh, BMW's been working on this with Toyota now for a while. They expect to actually have cars on the road by 2020. This is what's next. Hydrogen fuel cell fuel cell is what's next. It is. And Honda did it like possible. three four years ago. They had what's a, next. It's the logical next step. There's nothing else that's next. And if they could figure out how to distribute it and, and build out the infrastructure the way they've done with gasoline, right? Boom. That's done. the only. Yeah, but everyone thought that E80 whatever was going to be the next big uh, thing too. It. And nobody what cares. A flash in the pants that was. You know, like so. Yeah, this is hydrogen. Hydrogen is what's next. I I firmly believe the hydrogen is what's next. Yeah, but, but uh, you know, it, it, like anything, I mean, there will become a, a supply and demand. If there is a demand and, and, and a manufacturer is making a car so amazing that it only takes hydrogen, somebody will come up with the way of, okay, we are going to do this at every gas station and this is how I'm going to do it. And everyone's like, yeah, we're on board. We're, we've got this because people are buying it. Yeah. Just the way that cigarettes are going out and vaping is becoming the next big thing. I mean, there are millions and millions of shops online and stores and whatever, and it's all because somebody's got dollars and they want to spend it. So as soon as that hydrogen car comes out, that's like, hey, this is amazing, and everyone's looking at it going, well, yeah, it is amazing. Somebody's going to be on it. So I'm not worried about the 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 supply chain or how it's going to happen. Yeah, there's going to be some crinkles in the beginning, but as soon as people have these cars and they're trying to do it, I mean, look how many charging stations have been put around various places in all major cities, whether it's every IKEA parking lot or your municipal place that now has a charging station or malls. I mean... The electric car still is not a widespread thing, but you can charge them now. Mm, so true. it it will come. It's just how fast. So I I welcome some nine second hydrogen power cars. That's what I'm saying. That's cool. Well, I'll be I'll, happy. Guy. And then uh, BMW is previewing turbo water injection minis, uh, three cylinder engine. So turbo water injection. Is a fancy term for something. I'm not really sure what because I'm not a mechanic. Chad, you're a mechanic. Yeah, you know, and I'm wondering is it is it a lack of of knowledge on the thing that this says that it's only water injection, or uh-huh. 
is BMW saying that we are only putting water in there because most of the people now we call it water meth injection mm. and it's a methane uh you know mixed with a water solution to give you that that burn and the cooling properties so uh-huh. you know because uh, as most of us know as you know i'm sure there's probably three or four people that listen to this show that you know when they inducted a little bit of too much water into their engine uh, metal doesn't comp- compresses a lot easier than water does, and they bent a rod, broke a piston, <laughs> you know, blew up an engine because of X, Y, and Z. So, um, you know, we've learned, you know, way back in the day that there are particular properties, whether it's a hydraulic system or an air system or whatever, certain things like to compress. Water does not. Right. It will it will find its way out of anything. So now, obviously. BMW is only putting a mist in and they're putting it into a particular spot and it's already formed a gas and stuff. And there's water that, that happens naturally in air. So you're always going to have some water coming into your car, whether it's raining or whether it's, you know, a foggy day out or a humid day out, there's always going to be some water in your air. Um, but injecting water into the car I've always been a little bit leery on because, you know, there are things that, you know, shouldn't happen. Right. Obviously, they are testing things and putting in the the right amount. And, I mean, that is a a scientific calculation that can be proven over and over and over again uh, with all types of apples dropping from trees that, uh, you know, they'll know exactly how much to put in there. But now I'm wondering when the customer has the tank that they need to fill does that tank ever get filled so, or they bring it in the car and be like it's not as powerful it was all you had to do was to fill in the turbo water tank you know did you guys hear me yeah yes yep. according to the press release uh the it'll have a water recovery system have a no no non-refillable tank on oh. our for production they use a five liter tank in the race cars that they have to refill uh, at every fuel stop but um in the actual car itself uh it's the ones being tested. It requires no topping off for everyday use, unless you know you live in Arizona or something like that. But it has built-in water recovery and it does it all for you. Okay, yeah, I missed that that part of. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't know how they do it. That's just some cool science right there. Well, if anything, it's it's going to boost the power output a little bit. What what they say is that the whole point is to boost the power output and then the boost, if you will, uh, basically cooling it to give you bigger compression. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the whole idea of, like Chad said, with methanol and, and uh, you know, nitrous and all of that, you know, like cooling and more compression without robbing uh, fuel economy. So more power, same fuel economy. Is, everybody wants that. Everybody wants more power and more fuel economy. Yeah, yeah. Or the same fuel economy. You know, I'd take 20 more horsepower without any loss in fuel economy. That's awesome. That would be that would be completely awesome. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, it's news from MotoringFile.com. I think we're done there. Are we done on MotoringFile? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. And yes, we're at, we are four, done. We're at 44 minutes, so that's good. Excellent. Go us. 
Hmm. Let me remind us about another one of the fine sponsors here underneath the white roof. Our friends over at CravenSpeed.com. That's where you get the really cool stuff. Custom crafted, computer designed, made from uh, fancy metals and high quality plastics and only the best stuff. The stubby antenna, the quality intake manifold spacer, of course, the really nice uh, gear shift knob. Of course, the FlexPod adapters. Of course, the dipstick that doesn't break and you can actually read. Uh, Performance springs now. Intake for that 56 anything that you want for your mini doesn't matter which mini if you want something fast go check over at cravenspeed cravenspeed.com don't forget when you're there sign up for the email newsletter so that we are updated whenever something cool actually lands on the site and uh, when you buy stuff from cravenspeed most of you guys if you haven't done this yet it's really cool they they include a link to like a, a document to teach you how to show you how to actually install whatever it is you just purchased and sometimes there's a video there to help you out it's super awesome stuff you should check it out cravenspeed.com go over there buy something nice for yourself because you know you deserve it and then when you do make sure you leave a note in the comments there that you uh, appreciate them supporting white roof radio we uh, like that so do they they of course being cravenspeed cravenspeed.com home of the electric mini i also wanted to mention that i am working on a review of the second generation automatic device so so like I've got it plugged into my car and I've, thrown the, I've got to check engine light on my car twice since I put it in my car and it caught it both times and I said oh here you're getting the P0015 error and I go okay great whatever I know that the camshaft sensor camshaft sensor still dumb taking in Jerry's going to look at it on Tuesday cause yeah because I've heard that's pretty common but yes, it's not it always just the sensor but oh, it's no. not, it could be low on oil and I'm not low on oil and, and right. I can't search the internet because you look on the internet it says you could be low on uh, oil or your car could have like fifth stage cancer. And it, it, it could be one, a couple of things. It could either be that it's out of time, which I'm not really guessing, but it's probably your um, – there's a a cam sensor uh, – oh, jeez, what is that thing called? It's a, it's a Vanos right. solenoid in the front and the back of the car. They get clogged up. Mm-hmm. Right. Try running a half of bottle of seafoam through your oil. Oh. Right before your oil change. All right. The people that we've done that with have had a lot of good luck because we we pull them out, we spray them full of brake clean, we we air them out, we put them back in. No one has a problem again. Okay. You know, versus you taking it out, the sea foam is kind of a detergent type product, and I've oh. we've had some good luck with that already. I put in uh, some Marvel Mystery Oil, and that doesn't help at all. So no, no. no you want to basically this there's a really fine screen, kind of like you're panning for gold type thing on these solenoids, and it's getting oil through the solenoid to direct it in in place X or Y, and the the screen becomes just a little bit clogged. And you pull it out, and you look at it, and you're like, there's nothing there. But it's just clogged just enough that it's not letting enough oil through. All right, I'm leaving that in the show because that was valuable information for people. That's very valuable. Yeah, this is one of those error messages. Yeah. So you search on the internet. Honestly, it's like, oh, you need more oil. Oh, my God, your car's going to explode tomorrow. It's just like, what? No, I've heard of the uh, the camshaft sensor on a lot of cars, like throwing an error code for a yeah. lot of people coming in. It's it's pretty common in the R56. Yeah, it's the B camshaft position timing over retarded bank one. But the thing is, is with the timing chain issue that they had in the R56, a lot of people, it was a bad timing chain was causing that code, too. Yes, it was. Could so, be. So, the, I mean, it's one of like 100 different things. Well, at least three. Yeah, the interesting thing about the R56 cars in general, all of these N12, 16, and 14, 18 cars, 
is they can have one code and it w- it could be a mystery of five or six different things. Right. And I don't know if they just didn't write enough P codes for when they were, you know, looking at sensors, but you could get a you know, a timing code or a Vanos code and it could be a timing issue, it could be a solenoid issue, it could be a, a Vanos issue. And it's like you need to to narrow it down a little bit more because, you know, the aftermarket as well as I'm sure the, the dealer techs are like, well, it's giving me a, a, a Vanos code, but, it, you know, the Vanos is basically a big sprocket with a spring in it. Right. Or, you know, something, you know, how did that go bad? And, you know, it's like, I know you've been doing extra oil changes than what the dealer recommends. So you shouldn't have an issue with this particular code that's coming up. And obviously, some of these codes are hard to to figure out because they are codes that are related back to all of the exact same things, and it's all timing related, or it's all like you know coming back to looking at where a cam position is to where the solenoid says it thinks it is, or something like that. And you know, it's a combination of throwing the same code for the same type of thing, but it's almost. Like there should have been a little more pre-thought into some of that, you know, to make the serviceability of the car a little bit better for everybody. Yeah, car engineers do it. So do computer people. One of my favorite error messages on computers is uh, the famed BIOS error that says no keyboard detected. Press F2 to continue. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And that would be that would be awesome because it can't detect the keyboard. Right. But um you know, and, and this is where it comes down to, I'm sure the guys making the sensors going, well, we need all of these to sense the engine. And then the guys writing the ECU programs are like, well, I wish I had more sensors. Uh, you know, it, it's hard to determine. But, uh, you know, at, at some point they were like, well, we've already redesigned this once. Uh, we're going to go on to the next engine anyways. Nah, we don't really need to do anything else. But uh, well, I've checked I, I can the- tell you it frustrates a lot of people, a lot of people. Yeah, I'm a little frustrated because I keep getting this error code. So I've checked all the things that I can check um, on my own. I've made sure it's got plenty of oil and there's nothing else wrong. I have to change my air cleaner just to be on the safe side. I'm actually having an appointment next week to have a look at. So I'll be reporting back on what I find out. Excellent. And uh, I've been using the new automatic device, which we haven't really talked about. Alex talked about it. He had the first-gen automatic device as a test unit, and he thought it was okay. Uh, I've been using the second generation. I think it's a little bit better than okay. I'm going to have a full review of that coming up probably next week. But it's kind of cool. You can do some really nerdy things with it. Just like saying. It. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah, It's a pretty interesting device. And if you're a nerd and you like nerd things, I think you might like this automatic device, the second-generation one especially. Uh, anyway, what else we got? We have Top Gear, last episode of Top Gear. I heard it sucked. I haven't seen it yet. I heard it was good. I heard I, it was good. I haven't good. seen it yet either. Uh, I'm still looking for that uh, that free download. Oh, I'll hook you up, Chad. Yeah, yeah, please. Yeah, take care of that. Um, I haven't seen it yet, but last one. I'm still hoping that the rumors of them moving over to Netgear come, or Netflix come true. Yeah, I mean, that. Uh, those type of rumors are actually probably pretty good, you know, overall as far as, uh, you know, coming to fruition. Yeah. But uh, it comes down to money, you know, who's getting what and how they're getting it. and Yeah, I think it'll be rad. Um, what else? That's Do you guys it. listen to other podcasts? Besides, am I the only listen to podcasts on the show besides Alex? I know Alex does, but he listens mostly to Star Wars podcasts. <laughs> uh, I, I would like to <laughs> listen so to more podcasts. And when I first started the show way back in eons ago, I did listen to more podcasts. But I'll tell you, my time is so 
it taken up these days, I don't have time to you know do much. You, I, I, I do know, have three minute drive, so it doesn't help. Deep business owner. So I've been listening to. I, I'm, I'm a podcast listener, as you guys know. One of my favorites currently is the 99 99% Invisible podcast, 99% PI, 99PI.org, I believe is the website. Anyway, the last two episodes, um, so last week's and the week prior, were um, about autonomous things. One was about um, automation in airplanes. And this week's was about uh, automation in cars. Very interesting stuff. And uh, if you're like, again, if you're a nerd and I like to think that you are, you should subscribe. First of all, you should already be subscribed to 99% Visible. And second of all, check out the last two episodes because I thought they were pretty cool. I am. I'm subscribed. I just need to go listen. Yeah, they're they're short, too. They're nice. They're like 15 minutes. They're yeah. easy. I actually just got my iTunes working again and resubscribed to the White Roof Radio feed. Oh, whoop. that's where our numbers went. Yeah, pretty proud. Yeah, that <laughs> was unsubscribed for oh, the last sorry. the last like year and a half. I've been unsubscribed, and it it really killed the numbers. I'm sorry. I appreciate that, uh, Chad. Thank you very much. For reals, that's that's completely awesome. Um, speaking of iTunes, uh, I'm trying. My iTunes won't open at all, so I can't actually. So never mind. We were not going to speak about iTunes. I was going to. Take a second to do shout-outs to people who have left nice words on our iTunes, except my iTunes went open. So I'm not even going to try because it'll just kill my computer, and then I'll be gone, and everyone will wonder, where'd Chad go? Yeah, <laughs> it's no longer open, so that's pretty interesting. Hmm. Well, we okay. all need new computers, so uh, I we don't. promise <laughs> to send you butter if you send us money. <laughs> I just got a new computer, so I'm not in a that. Lot, a lot of people, this mic appears pretty new. A lot of people have been leaving nice messages for us over iTunes, uh, nice reviews. Uh, our friend AJ's left one. Uh, Drill, obviously, he's left one. Uh, guy out here in Arizona, UPS driver, he's left one. Really nice things. If you guys haven't done that in a while and you want to do something that really helps us out, is uh, if you could leave us a good review over at iTunes, that helps more than almost anything else uh, as far as promotion-wise. Because, you know, people, they read reviews and they love them. Make it a funny one, and it's even better. People like those even more. And we appreciate it. It's awesome. Shout outs when I get my iTunes working to, you know, people that leave us nice reviews. In. We're number six today. We appreciate you, every single one of you. How's that? Every single one of you, all 3,000 of you, we really appreciate you guys listening. Well, it could be fun. I wonder if my review that I posted when I was uh, a simple listener is still over there. Oh, I'm sure it is. It. They never They're go anywhere. There. They're all there. Read the one that sometimes Page it's 12. Some guys, a guy. No, we only have a hundred. What do we have? One hundred thirty-two reviews over there. Um, hundred and five reviews, one hundred thirty-six ratings. One hundred thirty-six ratings, one hundred five reviews. Come on, guys, really? Only one hundred and five reviews. Help us out. Although we have a lot more. It's funny, but we have a lot more ratings and reviews than a lot of larger podcasts. People just don't go do that. Right, and it's really. It, that's why I think it's so awesome that you guys, the fine and good-looking white refrigerator listeners, actually done that for us. But if you're one that actually has it, you would like to. Just open up iTunes if you're so inclined. Uh, unless you're one of those weird Linux people, then you can't open iTunes, obviously. Um, but if you, you know, maybe you want to uh, recommend us through your uh, podcast app, you know, post about us on Twitter, retweet something on Twitter, something like that. That's how another of the fine ways you can help us out here on game listeners and that kind of thing. It'd be super awesome if you did that. Just saying. I don't have anything else otherwise. Yep. Perfect. Uh, I'm going to link up the. The thing about automatic, I've, I've got a little bit of a preview. I posted over at dbmini.us. I'll link that up in the show notes for you guys. Also, you can click over to the show notes and you will find a link to uh, the canine showroom over at miniusa.com. Caninesowroom.miniusa.com. You can go play with the dogs in the mini. Did I hear a cat? Did I just hear a cat meow? Not on my end. Nope. Not on my end. Me neither. I don't like cats. Sorry. <laughs> I am not a cat person I have, either. I have nothing against the cats. It's just. There's no cats here. I have oh. everything against cats. 
Just some totally a dark guy, yeah. not a kid guy. <laughs> All right, ladies, Alex and Chad. Well, Alex is totally a dog guy, and I think Chad already has a lady friend. So, ladies, back up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, motoringstripes.com. Let's do that one. That's always fun. Motoring stripes, not motoring springs. Motoringstripes.com. Go over there, buy some stripes from Todd. And I, Todd, I, I, what's that? I shipped out for you, sunroof to I, leak it. I shipped out my first one this week. It's not on the no site. Way. It's yeah, it's not on the site yet. But I did get a request for it since we've been talking about it so much. And uh, I shipped out the first one, and now it's a matter of getting the inventory square because the new site doesn't allow. I have to go put them in inventory. So ah, gotcha. Doesn't allow me to list it if it's not an inventory. If it's not an inventory, sure. But so you can actually request the white roof radio sunroof delete kit. That, of course, is a piece of plain vinyl that matches the color of your roof that effectively blocks the sun from coming through the sunroof. It just goes right over the sunroof. And you can also get it as a fancy, uh, you know, union jack if you prefer. But if you just want the sunroof delete, just say, hey, Todd, I want the sunroof delete. He'll hook you up. Hopefully it'll be on the site by the time you guys are hearing this anyway. Not only that, but those Countryman bumper protection strip, which you just you have to have that if you have a Countryman. Going like wildfire. Got to have that if you have a Countryman. And if you just want the boot, just the plain old bonnet stripes, done, done, easy to install, and they look really nice. And you can actually say, hey, I got Todd Pearson graphics on my car. And that's pretty strong. Along I'm, with 6,000 6, other people in the country. 6,000 other people. People fly Todd to their homes to install graphics on their car. That's how, that's how big of a deal it is. Ply me with liquor. And they ply him with liquor. I'm just saying. <laughs> saying. Motoringstripes.com. Go over there. Check it all out. Use a coupon code of 5050 still. Mm-hmm. Yes. To save 5% on your order. So 050, you'll save 5% on any of the stripes, roof graphics, or other miscellaneous things available over at motoringstripes.com. Go over there because, you know, blank is boring. Yeah, yeah let's, uh, let's be done. Yep. 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 All right. All right. Then, then so it is written, so it shall be done. Uh, thanks again for joining us. Hope everybody had a great, uh, safe, insane 4th of July. Or, you know, I hope you had a good time blowing shit up. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, <laughs> and scaring deer. And scaring deer. Or, or killing them off, not, eating them. But not <laughs> dogs. I hope those of you who had dog owners were able to provide them with appropriate shelter so that they wouldn't be too scared with all the noise because dogs don't like fireworks. We all know that. This has been the dog episode of the White Roof Radio. Uh, <laughs> They don't. I mean, that's gonna be that's gonna be my Facebook all day Saturday. It's, it's gonna be oh my dog, my dog's miserable. My dog's miserable, and then that's just really sad. I don't like dogs that are not, not happy. <laughs> yeah, not I'm gonna cool. have to deal with uh, dogs hiding in things uh, all weekend for our war zone. We're gonna have here, I'm sure. Oh, I can only imagine what Detroit is like on the Fourth of July. Good grief! Holy cow! Get any flak jacket, Chad? We're taking taking up collection. Ah, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. All right, stay safe, everybody. Duck and hey, cover. Ducking. <laughs> make good choices. Ducking roll. Making choices, yeah. Hope you made good choices. Anyway, this is the Polo Show Gang, where I like to make the po- the funny clicking sound. And then I say, questions, comments, or concerns, go ahead and click back over to whiteroofradio.com. There you can leave us a note in the show notes. You can also email us feedback at whiteroofradio.com. But until next week, this is DB. I'm done. Cheers. See ya. A bientôt.